seventh Christmas, 1963, I received a little AM-only Montgomery Ward airline transistor radio with one of those earbuds in it. I fell in love. And I thought, this is where I want to be. So everybody who knew me from then on knew I wanted to get into the radio. I didn't make a secret of it. As a matter of fact, while people were playing basketball when I was in high school, I'd be up in the stands doing play-by-play into a little recorder or something like that. My first job at the college radio station at UND in Grand Forks was playing polkas. <laughs> I used to do the two-hour, 6 a.m. in the morning, Sunday morning polka show. We called it Old Time. For a good time, stick with Old Time. Oh, it was great fun. I got a chance to read some news. I got a chance to write some news. And I think what cemented my idea that I needed to go into news was working a Friday night, 1978, senior year in college, called the mayor of East Grand Forks. And he told me that he was going to ask the Minnesota governor to bring in the National Guard. Had a scoop. I was hooked. 37 years ago when you started Prairie Public, you were the person that was there from the beginning. Can you tell us what happened? Okay. Can we go back to July 2nd, 1981? Absolutely. I arrived at Prairie Public, walked into the station. The walls were just being put up. We did a lot of public appearances around town, introducing ourselves to service clubs, etc. what we were going to be doing, what public radio was like, why it was different, why we thought it was a real nice alternative. You know, we built up a, a little anticipation for it. The goal was to get on the air on September 1st, 1981. CPB, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, mm-hmm. kept telling my boss, you'll never make it. Nobody ever makes it. And my boss was bound and determined to make it on September 1st. Well, everything was going swimmingly. We even had the control board in two weeks beforehand, and then we got a chance to do some rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Of course, then we go ahead to September 1, 1981. We're going on the air at 5.27 a.m. It was my job to turn on the transmitter. I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Engineering pushed the right button, got us on the air. We were on the air at 5.28. And I said, I'll never forget this, well, here we are, and are we glad? What is the morning or the day in the life of a morning edition anchor? For me, it starts at 3 o'clock in the morning when the alarm rings, and I try to make first cup of coffee in the morning, log on to the computer to see what has happened in the news overnight. So I also turn on the weather channel to see what kind of weather conditions I am going to face that day. If there is a thunderstorm in the area, I don't take a shower. Water is a good conductor of electricity. I wait till the storm gets at least 25 miles out of the way. And then when I get to the station, I make my first pot of coffee. I'm known by counting pots instead of cups. I'm down to about a pot and a half of coffee a day. So you've been uh, reporting for uh, many, many years. How has Bismarck news gathering changed since you started? I hate to say this, but it's not for the better. When I started at Prairie Public in 1981, there were 12, count them, 12 radio reporters in town. Jump ahead to 2018, there's one. And I think that's a sad commentary about what's happened. You've been doing this a long time. How much longer do you think you're going to be doing this? I told somebody I had probably three more legislative sessions. And they said, are you crazy? I said, yes. That's why I'm here. I love it. I love it. 